Hello again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American. And instead of talking about the subjects that plague this country this week, I thought I'd take a little bit more of a personal approach after July 4th and um, sort of explain why it's, it feels ever lonelier to be an independent. And those of you who are independent, those of you who are not I would say hard aligned with either the, the right or the left, although of course, as you, if you're one of my listeners, you certainly know that I lean right, and uh, I've described myself very often as a hybrid conservative libertarian, though I differ with uh, the right on certain key uh, topics, and I, I really don't agree with the left on just about anything these days, so it's hard to say that um, I'm even part liberal, because I mean, I, I always thought I used to be, but they've gone so far insane, it's it's difficult, you know, to even say, yeah, I see your point. I mean, I used to, now you're all just bat crap crazy. Um, but I still find myself unable to, uh, you know, be all the way to the right like so many of my listeners, like so many of, well, so many of my friends too. Although, th I, this is one of the things I want to talk about. When I say friends, I really only have acquaintances these days. Uh, I live in a very liberal state. I live in a dark, dark blue state. And, you know, those of you who do know what I'm talking about. They know just how bad things have gotten. They know just how political the entire environment really is in a blue state where uh, politics inundate everything. A simple trip to the supermarket could be inundated with politics, and you just can't avoid it. On top of that, you can't avoid the endless propaganda and agenda being crammed down your throat 24-7, 365, which makes things all the more difficult, makes you feel even more like, you know, fish out of water. Um, in my world here, it's like up is down, black is white, cold is hot. Everything is so backwards and nuts that you... It's difficult to believe that common sense and logic and, and intelli even intelligence even exists outside of this um, outside of this hellhole that I'm in. So, because of that, I mean, even I, I really only I don't even see people enough to qualify as friends. I have a few acquaintances, um, people I see every now and then, talk to on the phone, play a little bit of tennis with. I, I really just don't have. Friends, friends, I guess that you would say. And I think that's a big reason why I also work from home, um, which, uh, you know, without having the benefit of, uh, of co-workers or that sort of environment also means it's you're even more cut off from the world than, than usual, uh, which is why I, I try to travel and try to see more of the world and, and, and see more of the people around the planet because I feel so cut off so often. Of course, that's an expensive proposition and I can't do that all the time. Um, so most of the time I'm just here and, you know, as an independent, as someone who I think will always be an independent, there are just times where you realize you just, you don't fit in anywhere. And when everything is so heavily polarized and both sides seem to be shifting more and more in their direction, you know, leftists keep getting farther and farther left and people on the right wing just keeps getting farther and farther right. It doesn't seem like there's any happy medium anymore. Um, you know, and I can't identify with that. I, I have extreme difficulty with that. Um, I, I get a lot of flack for saying that, um, you know, I, I don't believe the, the pandemic was planned. I, I don't believe, do I believe that we were, 
uh, lied to throughout. Of course I do. I think we have plenty of statistics and evidence to prove that. Um, I believe that it exposed more than anything the failing health of this nation, uh, that we would have dealt with this much better if we weren't in such awful condition, both mentally and physically. And the results of this have proven just how bad the condition we are in, not just the number of deaths and the number of people who are infected, but our reaction to it, which is just fear. They reacted to the fear porn and the fear campaign, just like, you know, spineless Americans at this point do. Uh, just cower in a corner and do whatever they're told and believe everything they're told to believe and not do any of their own homework. And um, what do you do when, you, when you're told to sit home? You sit home, you eat, and you look at a screen. You don't try to better yourself. You don't try to improve. This is the state of things, and I can't identify with that. And I, I, don't, I don't identify with these people in any way. I also don't identify. Um, you know, you got the... Every, there are some right-wing people around me. I live in a very rural area, so there are a lot of Trump fans in this town and surrounding towns because rural areas do tend to lean more right. Uh, there's a lot of farming around me, and so they're almost invariably uh, Trump supporters or at least a Republican. But even then, you know, there's there's a nearby campground, and I, you know, as much as the majority of those people there would probably agree with things that I say, and I would probably agree with some of the things that they say. I just don't feel like I'm one of them. I am not, I, I hate their, uh, some of their behaviors. I, the, the idiots that go roaring by on their motorcycles that ruin every single summer day for me. That, by the way, is entirely illegal and another law that's not enforced. I find it amusing that these people are all about back the blue and enforcing existing laws when they break every single uh, roadblock on the planet every single summer and ruin everything for me. And it makes me sound like a crotchety old man. I don't care. I hate it. And I don't believe it should happen. And I believe they should all be fined. And if it keeps going, they should be arrested and their bikes should be impounded. Um, I, I'm not on board with that. I'm not on board with the fact that, you know, just because I, I take care of myself and I believe that what we put in our bodies matters, and of course it does, so I am not going to support you and your idea that a diet of beer, steak, and, and hamburgers is, works, and that your ignorance of that topic, your willing ignorance of that, and calling everybody who wants to take care of themselves something like soy boy or some other insult or something, when you're in absolutely disgusting physical condition, just take a look in a mirror, you're on 27 medications, you're going to keel over by walking 8 feet, and you're going to try to explain to me that I'm in the wrong about taking care of myself and the fact that I don't eat the way you do and that, yeah, it kind of matters what diet is, I, I can't. And unfortunately... It's very often people on the right side that just are stuck in this, especially people down south. I'm sorry, but it's true. Your diets are deplorable and disgusting and it needs to change and they're not going to. They're just going to keep falling over and going over to doctors and in the awful physical condition refuse to accept that the, their lifestyle and the way that they're, what they're eating and how they're eating and how much they're eating is destroying their lives. And they're just, they're not going to do anything about it. And they're going to insult people who say that, you know, um, Things that, for example, things we see on television are no longer funny, are no longer amusing. Like those, you know, the eating stuff where uh, Man versus Food and other shows like that where they just try to eat the biggest pile of junk they can find. It's not funny anymore. Take a look around. It's not funny. We've destroyed this country from this. It's not amusing. You, Everyone talks about, oh, moderation. What moderation? Obviously, we can't do it in moderation. All portion sizes are completely out of control. Every single restaurant I've been in, and they give you four times too much. And a pile of crap to begin with, in most cases. 
And we're just, you know, unfortunately, the people that I do agree with um, in terms of ideology, in terms of politics, just... I'm not. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. I'm, I. I don't like tofu. I. I don't. I just eat normally. I eat well. I try to understand where my stuff comes from. I'm not all about the. You know, the one down there protesting and everything has to be local and all that. Um, by the way, just as a just as a side here to you, uh, eat local freak liberals. Um, you know, all just because it's local doesn't mean anything. Just because there's a farm down the road that you get your stuff from doesn't mean they can't spray their stuff just the same way that, you know, McDonald's farm sprays their crap. You know, that doesn't mean anything. Yes, it means they have to travel less distance. So there's, you know, maybe they don't have to preserve it. And hence, they, you can save yourself from some of these uh, bad things they spray on them. But otherwise, that's no guarantee that just because it's local, it's something good or something better. Um, and on the other side, those of you who think that all natural means something doesn't mean anything. All it means uh, by law is that one ingredient in whatever it is is actually natural, has to come from the earth. That's all it means. It, it's, it's completely meaningless. Organic, on the other hand, does mean something. And yes, it costs more. And guess what? I'm sorry. It's worth it. Do the research. In some cases, I guess it depends on the food. It depends on how much you eat of it. But taking care of yourself really does matter. Um, I'm not as hard up, uh, I'm not as hard nosed on the uh, Second Amendment. Um, I support it. I support the Constitution. I believe so long as that Second Amendment exists, then the government cannot do certain things to impede our rights on that. Now, if they want to get together and find a way to ditch that amendment, you know they're probably going to try. And if it's off the Constitution, there's not much I can say about it. Now, is there? You just have to fight to keep it on there. However, it disturbs me that the people I've come across who so ardently voice their support for 2A, it scares me that they seem to care a lot more about 2A than they care about any other amendment, including the first one, which, by the way, is by far the most important. It's almost as if they care more about their precious guns than they do like their own kids. It's a little scary. Uh, their reaction to... Uh, possible, you know, uh, restrictions on that amendment is, it's scary. It's, it's kind of almost violent. It's the reason why, by the way, liberals think it needs to happen because they think you're kind of gun obsessed and your only reaction when things are down and chips are down or things that, things don't go the way you want them, your first instinct is to reach for your guns. That, that's not right and that's not good. And, you know, when people are talking about fighting back against the government and all that. They, too many times they're bringing up the Second Amendment, which is wrong. Um, this is not 1776. You get, taking out your guns will do nothing. It will just create a whole lot of problems. People will get hurt or die. Uh, and people with real power and really, really scary weapons like nuclear weapons and missiles will react. Your guns will not overthrow the government. Your guns might protect you from from a criminal, which I'm all for, and I believe that's what that right exists for, but it's not going to help you in getting Joe Biden out of the White House. And if you try to do it that way, it's only going to reflect badly on your uh, political cl uh, class and on you and on the Second Amendment. So it's a double-edged sword, that right, I believe. And because this is not 300 years ago, and because... Um, 
things have changed so drastically and dramatically within society. There are certain things in certain documents, yes, I believe that need to be re-examined because they simply do not fit what where society is now. Now, uh, I know people will argue that it is a basic inalienable right that will always remain the same, but because society changes and in fact humans change and their behaviors change and their environments change, then that which we build countries upon also must change or at least adapt and assimilate. Um, they need to be edited. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not throwing it out. I'm not saying the Second Amendment should be ditched. I'm not proposing a way to edit it or amend it that would make everybody happy because I'm sure there isn't a way. What I'm just saying is that I don't particularly like guns. I don't really want anything to do with them. I don't mind you having them. I don't mind you having the right to have them. I hope that you went through the proper channels and got your license and all that. And fine, you can have them. But your defense of them does seem somewhat concerning and that is also why liberals are, are rising. They say, look, look how people react. And we say, oh, we're going to, you know, we might take away your, your, your AR-15 or something. That, that's scary. These people are obviously all gun, gun happy and trigger happy. And that's dangerous and violent. And if you come across that way, even if you're not that way, you're coming across that way, I think, too often. And it scares me. And it scares a lot of people who want civilization to at least remain intact. Um... You know, I'm not for for the abortion thing. I'm all for pro-life, but I have such complicated thoughts and views on on life and death and afterlife and uh, religion. And I, I, it's so difficult for me to come down on anything that's concrete on that. I certainly as so long as that baby, especially in the later uh, phases of its of its development in the womb, you, you, it's very clearly a human child, and you can't just be killing that because it's more convenient for you. Up to that six weeks, I think, what is the heartbeat? Six weeks? Eight weeks? Up to that point, it's difficult to say, I think. I, you know, when we're born, uh, right when we're born, we're operating entirely on instinct, just like any other animal. Rational thought hasn't really kicked in yet. Consciousness, the I think, therefore I am, that is not there for a while until after we're born. We, we're, we're operating entirely on instinct. And it's, it's so interesting the way humans develop. Now, I'm not saying you can't be killing off an infant just because it doesn't have the I think, therefore I am, or the rational thought hasn't kicked in. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is just interesting. You know, what defines life and how we, how we uh, develop. And, and when we die, what does that mean? Where does the consciousness go? The religious will say uh, there's an afterlife or, or spirit or whatever goes somewhere. Well, there's a million theories on this, and, and you, there's no way to prove any one of them, and it's very difficult. So when it comes to matters of life, death, time, all of these very, very complex, the, the, the cornerstones of our universe, and it, which we absolutely know nothing about, and abortion falls under life and death, and you, know, you say, well, uh, if your existence is miserable here, could it possibly be worse anywhere else if you believe that your soul could go anywhere else? You know, there's these questions you have, and I've always had them, and I, I think they're worth asking. It's just philosophical. Um, but, um, you know, because of that, I, I can't just say no abortion ever for any reason at all, no matter what, if it was three days after a pregnancy. I, it's hard for me to say that. At, at the same time, I will fight tooth and nail to keep that unborn child uh, alive uh, for the rights of that child uh, when it's clear scientifically 
that there's a child, and that's pretty quick. It happens pretty rapidly. Um, so, you know, again, I'm, I'm certainly more pro-life. I, I, I lean in that direction. I lean towards pro protecting the Constitution in 2A. Uh, I, I lean towards certain ideologies, but I can't go all the way. I can't do extremism. I can't do it. And because of that, it's a very, it's a very lonely thing. Uh, I, I, it's lonely enough that you're in a blue state and you're just surrounded by dysfunction and amorality and laziness and stupidity and ignorance at a level that you just didn't believe that humankind could ever reach and remain functioning like in a civilized world. You just, you didn't think this could happen. Um, what the, the, the hugely damaging critical race theory, the, the lies that are basically being spewed all over the place. I did a, a podcast several weeks ago about, you know, you should be tired of being lied to that the news is not the news, that it's mostly propaganda now, it's mostly spreading an agenda, that when news stories are being put out that have very carefully cherry-picked statistics and facts that are twisted in a way simply to show a certain side, that is not news, that's propaganda. Entertainment is all propaganda at this point, entirely 100%. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm not even watching movies made past 1965 at this point. I'm not reading any books but classics. I'm not, or, well, no, I'm reading a few. I'm reading, um, finishing off uh, Kate Atkinson's Behind the Scenes at the Museum, which is which is excellent. Um, but for the most part, I'm just, I'm avoiding it. You know, you, you start going on your, your propaganda thing on TV, I'm changing the channel immediately. I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. Radio, I'm out of there. Movie, if I, t if I even attempt to watch something new, you put it in the first five minutes, which is what they're doing, I'm out. And because of that, you feel less and less connected to the world, you know? And it feels like you... I think people would say, okay, you're acting like you're 85. Well, I I understand that, but what do you want from me? This is how I think. And I, uh, you know, I don't know how many 85-year-olds like to um, travel the world, climb mountains, and be as active as I am. Um, but the, the point is, I suppose in a lot of ways, uh, I lead that... Um, discover yourself uh, lifestyle, which is more aligned with liberal, which is more aligned on the left. Um, there are too many people on the right who never go outside this country ever, don't want to, don't want to know anything about the rest of this world and just proclaim that this country is the greatest and that's it. Despite all the problems that we have, which are many at this point, and not having any experience, none, with any country outside this, this country, and you're saying these things as if it's definitive fact. How would you know? You've never been there. You know anything about it. You gotta go, you have to do these things, you have to see these things. So, you know, in that way, at the same on the same note, uh, when I read Jack Kerouac's On the Road, I just I, it was mind-boggling to me that anybody would take that seriously. It it's just one giant excuse for for sloth, for being a bum. That's really all it is. It's defense of being a bum. I'm sorry, but it is. Some parts of it are prettily written, but aside from that, that's what it is. So in that way, bam, I'm picked right back outside the, the, the uh, liberal viewpoint. I don't, I don't go with that. I'm not on that, that train. Uh, and those of you who have read On the Road, you understand the, the, uh, the connection there. Um, the, the point is, when you think the way I do, it's very difficult to even talk to anybody anymore. They're so far right or left, and you find yourself... You know, it's it's more likely that obviously anybody I would 
get along with would, would at least would be Republican or conservative or, or even libertarian. But there's going to be some sticking point where we diverge, where we're, I go, I can't go that far. You know what I mean? Um, am I convinced that Donald Trump won the election? No. Am I convinced that we need to take a long, hard look at our election processes, especially how absentee balloting is done? Absolutely, because there's plenty of evidence to support the fact uh, to support the theory that that is not 100% reliable, that there's all kinds of issues of that. We're seeing it on smaller scales uh, throughout 2021, in fact, in, in other elections all across the country, which, of course, get minimal coverage. They don't want you to know that there's endless problems with these this voting machines and the process and the absentee balloting. Do I think that uh, illegal aliens should have the right to vote? Absolutely not. They should have the right to do nothing. My stance on illegals is hard right. Um, do I believe we need immigration? Yes, I do. I've always believed immigration. So did Trump and so did every president. Legal immigration. So there are things that I just can't get behind and there are things I always get behind and I can't. And because I think when you're younger, you're more willing to be, I think you're more willing to be around those who are different with you a little bit. And as you get older, I think the, the downside of that is, you know, it's the can't teach an old dog new tricks thing. Um, I used to be more willing to listen to some of these things, which I don't agree with. Now I'm, I just don't, because I know I will never uh, agree. And as you grow up, through during, especially during your, your 20s and very young, you should open your eyes and ears to just about everything, because you're not fully formed yet. I'm sorry, you're not. You don't know how you're going to think in the next 10, 15, 20, 40 years. You just don't. Anybody who claims they do is 25 and has no clue. Um... Things change. Your lives change. Everything changes. It just does. But as you get older, once you start to creep up there, I'm well, I'm well into my 40s now, there is a settling in of who you are and you know what you want. You know what you're going to stand for. You know what you're probably never going to disagree with. I don't discount anything. I can't. Too many things have changed in my life where I just refuse to say everything is written in stone or anything is written in stone because it isn't. So you always have to be willing to roll with the punches and adapt and hear new things and try new things. You just have to. But it's still lonely because there just it feels like you're there's nobody who I mean, who else? What other 43 year old, you know, refuses to watch and doesn't watch any pro sports or any new movies and uh, mostly watches uh, loves classical movies as I'm a big classic film buff and, and reads classic literature and does crossword puzzles and paint by number and gardens and uh you know that and likes loves to read and i i that all makes me sound like i'm much older than i am that i'm maybe i'm a hermit but and then on the other side i can tell you all the things that i've done uh in traveling and overseas I, i'm planning on going to norway in october if i can get there they're still not letting anybody in i may have to reschedule for next year but that would be a month-long adventure of sorts in which i will both work and explore and when I do that, I do that, you know, I, obviously I rent property, but I don't even rent a car. I do that by bicycle. I push myself. I go everywhere. I try to see everything. I talk to people. I, I, I do everything I can to ingest wherever I am. And uh, I work out five times a week, no matter where I am. Um, and I, I, I write. And I'm, I'm finishing writing a book. I'm, I'm, I do all these things that I try to get myself you know, in a better position, both in mentally, physically, and in life in general. So I, I don't, 
I just don't fit a, any particular mold. And it'd be so much easier if I did, especially now, because of because how everything is so polarized. Now everybody is so far one way or the other. Anyway, um, if you're out there and you have any agreement with anything that I say and you can understand what I'm saying, uh, I'd be surprised. I'm, I'm not saying, no, that's insulting. That's not what I mean. I don't mean I'm surprised you understand what I'm saying. I'd be surprised if you were in any way like me, in, in, in like 90% like me. It's so difficult to find people who are like that. The closest, the, the closest people who were ever similar to me were my grandparents. And obviously, I think you can see why. You know, I, I, I always said I was born 50, 60 years too late. I, I think I would have adored the, the, the 40s, 50s and, and, and been... It just seems like that I was born too late and that's where I belong in so many ways. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm going to cut this off now. I'm not going to ramble anymore. This is more about me. I'm sure people don't care that much, but I think there are a lot of independents out there who somewhere, probably not in this state, but they do feel the way I feel, at least to some extent, and can understand this. So that's it for me. And uh, again, everything is free on my podcast site. And, um, you know, feel free to share with friends and family. I don't do any explicit content and I don't ask for your email and I don't take your private information and sell it or something. And I don't do any ads. So all good stuff, simple stuff to listen to. And I will get back to more uh, all-encompassing political social stuff uh, next week. That's it for me. Thank you.